We are the topic of conversation live from the Denver Press Club with your host, Rob Scoggins. We'd like to welcome everybody to the Press Club, uh, where the conversation begins. I am Rob Scoggins, your host. This is the topic of conversation, and we are having a lovely night here at the Press Club with a book signing. Uh, before we get started, I always have to introduce my staff. They do a wonderful job. Obviously, the staff of the Press Club, uh, Reigns, the general manager, Will, your bartender and uh, server tonight, my executive producer, who I can't do the show without, Mariah Wee, sitting right there. Also, my director uh, and uh, tech technical director and director, Will Hartman, and then my producer and also uh, co-director co right there, Matthew uh, Shiffy Shaffy Schiff. All right? <laughs> they are wearing the uh, T-shirts of tonight uh, with the book on the back, and then it says, uh, some choose it or some are chosen by it. And you have to buy the book to figure that one out. Um, I am very honored to have uh, these two men uh, here tonight uh, on the show. Uh, to my left, uh, Mark Boyden is uh, from England. He lived in Colorado for 10 years, so he's no stranger to Colorado. He has been here. He's an international businessman. He's also an author and writer. He uh, loves to travel and help people out all over the world, and he has done so. He is currently back in England living his uh, wonderful life, and of course, we'll talk a little bit more about why he's here tonight about the book. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bob. All right. And then, of course, over to my right, I have two-time Pulitzer Prize winner, a Yale cum laude graduate. He writes about World War II and a whole bunch of other stuff. He's also had a unique time in uh, South Korea, which is a great story in itself. He was the chief um, editor-in-chief of a daily uh, newspaper in South Korea, and that's a, that's a story in itself right there. And he is, they are both co-authors of this wonderful series, and that's why we're here tonight. Uh, they, first of all, I have to say, Fatal Redemption, a wonderful read. It's won tons of awards uh, nationally and internationally, and it's uh, a, a great, great read. And then tonight, uh, they have to follow up. They had to do something, right? They had to throw out another good one. Uh, Fatal Seduction. Seductions, sorry. The second in the Sally Will series. Uh, please welcome to the show... Uh, Lou Kilzer. Uh, How are you? Right, right. How are you doing? Yeah, no. Great. Hey, hey, hey. Great, great, great. They can all hear you. Yeah. yeah. Thank hey, you. Hey, 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 doing? <laughs> the second book uh, right here, uh, at live and in person, and we have a huge, uh, lovely, great crowd uh, of uh, signing the book, and people are buying it. So you can get this um, locally right here in Denver, Colorado at the Tattered Cover. And of course, right now, right this minute on Amazon.com. Um, you just have to go to Fatal Seductions or Fatal Redemption or um, or whatever, and, and just or you just Google the guys, just say their names, and it's right there. Well, to get started, guys, um, wait a minute. So you're from the UK, yes, and you're from the US. Uh, that's correct. How did this happen? It happened right here, as a matter at, of at fact, at the Denver Press Club. At the Denver Press Club, about uh, ten years ago or so, when Mark and I met. We played backgammon, uh, chess, which Mark isn't any good at. Yeah, you're not uh, good at any of it. Uh, no, no, the chess is not my game, but the backgammon—that's <laughs> oh, that's my strength. We're, we're pretty pretty even on backgammon. All right. And one time, uh, when we were a, a little little in our cups, we decided to redo a, a famous quantum physics experiment on the pool table downstairs, and it was the experiment of two slits, which is supposed to show that light can be both a particle. And a wave at the same time. And this is how you guys met? Yeah. Wow. And so <laughs> That's a pretty we, intense we, conversation. We, we, we got a piece of cardboard and we cut a couple slits in it. 
Apparently, this was not up to rigorous scientific standards because uh, when the pattern showed up on, on the back of another piece of cardboard, we, we didn't see uh, what we were supposed to see. No. It was Mark's fault. Mark, Mark, how do you recall the night you guys met? What, what was the story you, you remember? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, we were deep in conversation yeah. at the bar, <laughs> as you do. As you do. And we had a couple of games of backgammon. And uh, it's all about the dice there and the moving. And then, yes, we, yes, you do. A little philosophical chat. Um, started talking about quantum mechanics. <laughs> I mean, because that's what you talk about at a press club you know, at the bar. You, you, you quantum do mechanics. Little, do a little. And then Luke turned around and said, Right. He said, What about the kittens? Let's do the kittens. What are you talking about doing the kittens? You mean Schrodinger's kittens? He's like, Yeah, let's do the kittens. So he went downstairs on the pool table. As he said, Got a box, cut the slits, looking for the impact. And, you know, as, 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 as he says, it wasn't really up to normal scientific standards. Right. So what we did then, obviously, was we, we returned to the bar. <laughs> and uh, I think it would be fair to say then we, we moved on. We moved on from there. Yeah. And we started to write. Uh, so when did, when, did, yeah, when, did, when did the conversation <clears throat> say, hey, let's write, let's write a book? Well, we, we had an idea for a play in which... Um, uh, essentially, blood is found on nails mm -hmm. at the Vatican, and the nails that uh, had uh, been used in the crucifixion of Christ. Right. And we have a mad uh, scientist or a bishop that uh, recreates Christ, right. clones Christ. Okay. And we wrote that, and we had different ideas about uh, what the meaning uh, of of the play should be, and we 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 went from that project to various others. Um, and then when I was in Seoul, South Korea, uh, a book that we had started, Mark continued to um, dabble with. In a, and when I came back from Seoul to Pittsburgh, uh, he showed me a copy, and I decided it was, it was worth pursuing, and so continued to rewrite the same. And, um, and that's how you get Fatal Redemption. That was Fatal Redemption. That's how you got Fatal Redemption. And then, who is, I mean, in, in your guy's mind, who, who is Sally Will? I mean, who... Well, I can... You I want can, to sum that up a little I bit? I can sum that up. Your I heroine? I can sum that up. Our heroine. Your heroine? Our feisty 20... I don't mean the drug. I mean... Yeah. I know. I mean that. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. I mean, see, she's <laughs> our hero. Yeah. Our heroine is our hero. And she's a journalist. She, um, she's always in a journalistic... Uh, endeavors. She's up against all comers, whether it be local mafia, international mafia, there's a whole host of colorful characters. Um, but she, she um, and Lee will speak to this in a second in more depth, because my point about, in answer to your question, who's Sally Will? Mm -hmm. um, Sally is Lou's avatar, <laughs> is the way I look at it. How do you feel about that? Uh, well, it, Sally Will uh, smokes long, thin cigars, Mm -hmm. Drinks too much, has anxiety attacks, has a uh, a haunted past, and a desire overwhelming to both succeed and to not make mistakes. And uh, at times those conflict. Um, and in both books, she has to sacrifice a bit of what she learns in journalism school with how that is used in the real world. How much of Sally is you? 
but every partner, every, every, every character in a book has a part of you, even the evil ones. Sure. Really? <laughs> oh, of course. Okay. And um, so they're all a smidgen of you. <clears throat> of course, I'm not a female. No. So there's a big difference there. It's a big difference, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And what attributes of Sally is you? I mean, what, what parts of Sally do you well, identify with? Uh, oh, and, Mark, and, and Mark, too. Well, Sally's big talent is to get people to talk to her. It might be your talent, too. Yeah. And, and that's always been something that has been said of myself. I mean, people talk to me that probably shouldn't. <laughs> and, uh, and they say things that maybe they shouldn't. Mm -hmm. And Sally has that... Uh, that per persona sure. that makes that draws people out, and uh, so that part of Sally is me. Um, the nervousness and the uh, fear of a mistake—that's me. Uh, uh, I don't smoke cigars. No. Uh, okay, well, could drink too much. Who knows? Maybe tonight will be the night. <laughs> but uh, whose idea was it to have her as a cigar smoking? Heavy drinker journalist. I mean, that's this is this is the bit that I mean. Um, this is, well, this is some of the alchemy. It's quite lovely actually because when we started off, we, we framed out. We, we thought about the characters for the first book. We um, framed out a storyline roughly. Um, we knew for the first one we wanted a man. This came from originally the, the the guy that decides that a middle class existence. Um, albeit from the outside, a happy existence isn't enough. And he wants more. He wants something more for him, and he has some deeper drives that he's trying to satisfy. Um, and and then within that, then of course we start shaping out our characters. And then that's where we talk. One thing that happens when we do this stuff: people always ask us. They say, "Well, how do you write? How do you write together? How do two people write together?" But and the truth of it is, that we we work out the plot together. We work out. We talk about the characters together, so we're all both throwing in characteristics, and 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 on the plus side, on the the negative side, and then as like for the second book, for example, because we got closer to our characters, even closer in the second book. And Lou always says, says like the second book is amazing. It's just like it's just writing itself, because you know when people talk about writing a book, they say, well, do you write an outline? And then you just kind of like, you know, you develop your characters and you get them to do what they need to do and then they tell the story. Or do you really actually focus on developing your characters and they become so real and you get so close to them that actually it does literally start to write itself. Do you agree, Lou? Well, that's true. That's how it happened in, in this book. Uh, usually in other efforts that have, they, they haven't all succeeded, um, I went kind of the outline mode and stayed pretty much, it was plot-oriented, not sure. character-oriented. In this case, I invented a, a character that was flawed in many ways, like everybody else. And you, you found yourself, I found myself in Costa Rica, sitting down at the table, simply writing. Um, and it was, it was, the book was writing itself. Have you always written like this? I mean, you've got an epilogue, a prologue. And you have 77 chapters, and they're very, they're very short, but they're very precise. I mean, they have so much in those, in those you know, few pages of writing. It's amazing. It's, it's a great read. I, well, I, I think people like that anymore. I think it's a modern way to go. I'm certainly, we're certainly not the only 
people that have gone that way, people like uh, edible chunks. You can you can you can take this and and read one chapter and go to bed, right? Or you could read ten, sure. but you're not going to have to sit there and read fifty pages uh, before you dog ear the page and uh, don't really find out what the chapter is all about. It doesn't come to an end. So these are discrete units. And is this a type of writing? Does it have a name of, of the type of writing where you write write the short chapters that are about you know three to four pages? No, I don't, I don't know what the name for it. No, well, what it ends up being, though, I can tell you what it ends up being. Um, I mean, it is, a, it is a classic page turner because it's short and it's snappy and it moves fast. And because we write it in these bite-sized chunks, like you said, the chapters are very, they're short, but they're punchy. They so are. you do, you know, so I don't know, I don't know if there's a technical term for this, but as a page turner, that is definitely what it is. It is your archetypal, beautiful holiday read or your quiet time read. It's an adventure. There's a lot more going on in the books. Um, so kind of as you get closer to the content, you'll see some deeper themes, which we just really want people to enjoy. But at its surface and its level below its surface, it's a rollicking good read. Um, yeah. Fatal, um, fatal uh, Redemption... Uh, cover and this cover. Who does your cover? Oh, Sophie Bowlesworth, who's in front of us with a camera. No, she doesn't. Yes, she nice is. Yeah. A wonderful cover. Wonderful cover art. There you go. Wonderful cover art. Wonderful cover art. Um, you can also get this on. Uh, you can also get this as an electronic book on uh, Amazon.com as well. So, speaking of speaking of that, on how to get books out these days. I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about the book in a second, but. Just as authors, um, you know, paperback and hardcover, that's, it's not a thing of the past. It's a, I mean, I like holding a book, too. I like turning the pages. I think everybody else does, too. You have a great crowd here tonight for the, for the opening of the book. Um, how difficult is it as an author to go realize that, you know, digital media and digital books are right there for you, too? Well, it wasn't difficult for me because I worked for newspapers, yeah. <laughs> before I before I did book, and uh, I saw them wiped out essentially by digital media, and uh, I don't know the statistics, but probably twenty five to thirty three percent of the books now are in digital format. It doesn't seem to be moving much right now, but I think that's because the geniuses that do the programming have to figure out how to push a few more bells and whistles to make. The books come alive, and you both may not know this, but Amazon uh, has a brick has a brick and mortar building now in Seattle, uh, where you can buy books. I mean, Amazon is now getting into that world of having a, a, a building that you can go to and buy a book. It's kind of funny how how the world turns like that. So, yeah, no, no, it's really interesting because when, like, as Lou said, when we started, um, our first format was digital, uh, and we at that time, so that'd be 2014 early, I think. Um, and we, we looked at the numbers to see, you know, what the uptake was versus paperback. And then we looked at it more, and we came to understand that, yeah, it, it's not just the majority of people that want a paperback. Um, it's, we sort of dug into why they want a paperback. And it was the, it was the stuff. I, I want to touch the page. Um, I want to kind of, it's more of a, you know, for, for those people, they prefer, it, it's more of a whatever the experience is, is it's more what they want, more, more personal. But... They, they like to have it on the shelf. And so 
very quickly we came to the conclusion that yes, we must we must obviously put this out in paperback as well as um, digital. So <laughs> I'm trying to sound like a plug, but uh, yes, Amazon.com. No, absolutely, yes, it's the paperback and the digital version. Yeah, and that's my plug. Um, so yes, but we, we've learned from that, and 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 these are we, we do these uh, these are done in paperback, not hardback. Yeah. I mean, over the years, as the series continues, we're all you know we're already working on the third one in the series, um, which will come out next year. Um, will we go then and go to paper, uh, you know, hardcover, as, you know, maybe? And the other thing we, we talk about, which we do want to move to, is audiobooks. Yeah. Um, would you read it? Would, would, would Mark read it or Lou read it? No, I certainly can't read Lou it. Lou read it. I just said it. Lou read it. Lou read. Mark used to be an actor among... Uh, he's also a chemist and... Uh, you know, holy. Okay. So I would say, I would say, Mark, Mark, Mark would read it. I, do you know, it's funny. Steve Hilton is here tonight, who is a man that knows Clive Kessler, and so he has a lot of experience in the area. And we were nattering at the bar about half an hour ago, and I we were talking about uh, audiobooks. And I said, Steve, you know, it's 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 this is a book that's written. For, it's sold in England and it's sold in Europe, but it's it's written for the American market. And I said to Steve, I said, well. You know, would you prefer for it to be read by an, an American accent uh, or an English accent? And it's a, a sample of one, but a sample of somebody that has experience in, in the area. And Steve's point was, well, actually, now you know, I, I kind of like an English accent. Did that, I mean, and so yeah, so we haven't. You can also win a you can also win a Tony, uh, not a Tony, a, Gra a Grammy for it. If can you get a Grammy? Can you get a, you get a Grammy can. for that? You can. Oh, well, that's a so there's, there's some incentive. That's something to put in the, yeah, the water closet downstairs. Yeah. In a respectful manner, <laughs> so that most people see it, you know. So yeah, so you know, so yeah, I, you know, we, we're going to go audiobooks. We we think that's the, the, the we think that that yeah, people want that. Um, some people, so we're going to do that. And yes, as Lou says, I you know, in another other lives in my life, um, I I do act, and uh, so it, it would be comfortable for me to do that with you passion. With passion, you feeling. mentioned that this was written. For an American, you know, United States uh, audience. What do you mean by that? Uh, on a couple of levels, and then, and also, please, Luke, what needs to answer this question as well. So, from my perspective, first of all, you know, when you write a book, you, it's the voice. What's the voice? What's the, the the feel of the voice? The narrative. You know, you've got your characters, then you have the narrative. And so, the voice, I think, for me, is very much American. The syntax, the way the sentences are structured, feel of those is also um, for me American and. Uh, and and that's and that's one thing because that's another part. When people say, well, "How do you write together?" You know, different things. It's like, well, no, you came up with the voice. Luke, you, you came up with the voice. And when we write bits, whenever I write, whenever I write the bits that I write, and then that written in that voice, and that all gets written through loads and loads of times, and all, you know, you'll never see any joins. Um, so that's my perspective. Lou, Dan, what's yours? Lou, what's yours? When it's written for an an American United States audience, uh, when it's written for an American audience, it, it doesn't have too many uh, bloodies in it. And, <laughs> and wanker. Can we use bollocks? Can we say bollocks? I stripped out all the words bollocks. There, there are all these favorite words. For Fatal Redemption, which was book one, right. when it came back from England, they put their quotation marks inside uh, the periods and the punctuation marks, <laughs> not outside. So I had about 10,000 changes to make right there. Uh, right there. And 
you know, and they just say crazy things. What can you say about a people that drive on the wrong side of the road? Yeah, nice. you see, that has always <laughs> yeah, been well, an issue. Yeah. It's a, it's a, this left-hand or driving situation. Yeah. But can I, I but carry on with the answer? <laughs> let, let me talk, because there's, there's more to this to be said on this one, I think. Please it's, do. It's important, right. In terms of the plot, this book is set in America. Um, we, we, we've written it, we, we hope people all across America will love it, because it's, it's, um, it's American heroes. Frankly, um, uh, Sally Will, our heroine, and her boyfriend, and then, then a whole host, host of characters around, some very shady and dark. Yes. Um, they're, they're useful and light. So, and it's set in Denver. And if I could get one message out over this tonight, I would, one of the messages I'd like to get out tonight, if I may, for people in Denver, I, or Colorado, I really encourage you to read this because as you read it, you'll, you'll, you know, you'll recognize the city, write about the city. A lot of the action happens in the city of Denver. Uh, a lot of the great Santa Fe, downtown, well, across town. Red Rocks. Red Rocks. You know, we've it's made, all over. We've, we've got some locations. You really have. Other. So, yeah, so it's set in Denver. And then it goes rapidly uh, to Russia. So then we get international. And then we get into geopolitics. And then we take it up and it goes up to government levels. And then you're getting into a very high octane action between the U.S., and Russia, and in this one, that was the first one, Fatal Redemption, that same formula is used in uh, Fatal Seductions. But then we bring in another country, uh, which uh, you'll be, uh, it's topical, well, it, but we'll read that to find out which one that is. <laughs> Here, Mark, is, is, is one of the rules that an agent, my, my agent on my nonfiction World War II books told me, was the rule if I wanted to changed to fiction she said she said write about what you know yeah and so uh very very mark twain of her <laughs> yeah her. a short story not the long story but 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 but, but it's so true so it is true this book short letter takes us to uh russia it, it, it takes place in denver it's based in denver and i know denver i've lived here for years and years worked for the post and the news each twice right and then it goes to Russia, where I visited, and then to North and South Korea, where I worked. Yeah. Costa Rica. Yeah, well. And then under the Pacific Ocean, where I've never worked. Where you've never been. Never been. Never. And and so I, I know nothing about submarine warfare. I've got two. <laughs> I've got two whale friends that might be able to take you down there. I I have friends in South Korea that I called colonels, <laughs> and they said, "Why don't you try this guy?" And it was uh, the former commander of the U.S. Nuclear Pacific Submarine Fleet. Wow. Who took our book and, and tore it apart for all the mistakes I'd made. Really? Yeah. He sent me 27 single-space pages <laughs> and, and told me, he said, he said, boy, they're not called tugboats. Are you in the fourth grade? They're called tugs. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> I, well, that's maybe true. It, it, well, um, I, 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 I took it. Uh, he, t he told me all sorts of things well, that were very useful, not only in, 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 in the conversational narrative, mm -hmm. but in, the in, in what was possible to do with, say, a Sonus uh, anti-submarine line. Lou, why, why, why brush Colorado? I mean, why? Why there? Why? I'll tell you. Well, please do because is it? And I want to. I want to try to answer this. Is it because? I mean, the book starts off in, in Brush, Colorado. If 
Is it because of Fort Lupton being so close? You wanted to be near a military place, or no? What, what was your what was Whitebrush? No, right about what you know. Remember, ah, uh-huh. Mr. Boyden and I. Both, yes, Mr. Kelso. Both, <laughs> both got in a Havilland. Okay. Oh yes, we did. Mm. A, a After t- a load of martinis. Went up 18,000 feet. Yes, we did. And jumped out of the plane. Vodka yeah. martinis? We went... Was uh, it, it, was, little... it was uh, margaritas. Oh, margaritas. Oh, there you yeah. go. We up, they said, we went to this with a bunch of friends from the press club. This was booked at the press club yeah. by the lovely Lexi, who's still living here. And uh, anyways, we're all friends, and we ended up, and we went to this airfield, and we went to Turbo, we got all this training. It's the longest, uh, what do you call it, disclaimer form? Skydiving, skydiving, 20 pages long, double-sided. Wow. I was like, oh my God, right, so, okay, fine. Anyway, they said, no, it's too windy, you can't do it now. You've got to do it. So we thought, what are we going to do? So I thought, well, we better go and have a little cocktail. Margaritas. More so, tequila, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we had all of those, and then we went back, and then they said, yeah, that's fine, you can do this, it's great. Anyway, so sorry. Um, so that's so why we brushed, jumped. That's we, why brushed uh, Colorado. And then, and then, well, we jumped. did it in brush. We jumped. How, oh, we how, jumped. 15,000 feet? Oh, yes, we did. 18,000 feet. Yeah. Was it 18? My God, yeah. is it did, you, did you film it? What year was that? We filmed it. It's on, it was playing here at the I've press club. I've done it twice. <laughs> it, uh, the press club. it was. No, not tonight. Oh, but yeah. After we did it, it was playing on the TVs in the evening. And uh, it is the most... I mean, it, you know, I mean, some people fly, some people don't. It's, there's, you know, there's, it's, it's an anxious thing. For me personally, if I may say, it was the biggest 60-second rush of my life yeah. in terms of sitting outside... Uh, you know, because it's like it's, it's like a Cessna's a small plane. It's like a mini with wings. That's yes, the way it's very it. small. And it's like somebody taking a can opener and just going around in a circle and said, "We won't have a door. It's fine. We just take a can <laughs> opener, like a hole in the side of this plane." Anyway, so we go up. So Lou's in the plane. I'm in the plane. And whoever else is in the plane. <laughs> and then we had a bunch of friends in another plane going up as well. Anyway, so we're sat there. And when you skydive, your the instructor sits behind you. So, which is great for you because you get the whole experience because the person knows what they're doing is behind you, controlling everything, but you, you feel like, great, this is me, I'm doing this thing. So you sit uh, on the edge of this thing, under this opening, it's like it's been done with a can opener, and you look down, and it's, you know, it's the same view you get when you look out of a, a plane window when you're at 20,000 feet. Yeah. You go, ah, oh, I'm going right. to fall out of this. I'm just going to fall out of that now into nothing. And that's what you do. And then you tend to, and it, so that's a rush in itself, obviously, because you kind of, there's a bit of like, I'm going into the void. And then what you do is you, 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 you rock two or three times, and then you fall forward and you turn, and that's that. And then there's about a minute of free fall before they, they, you, know, you pull the parachute. And that first exercise comes into that, that, into that minute. It's such a rush. If really? anybody's thinking, I'm bored this weekend, I want to do something, I would try it out. And it was so exciting for us, uh, this new one, Fatal Seductions. Um, yeah, read the prologue. That's yeah. where that came from. The other part, uh, Rod, is how, that... How high, I mean, did, how many people did this with you? Just the two of you? Just No, there, were, there were probably... Uh, About a dozen? Four jumpers and four instructors in our okay. plane. There you go. And, and then another plane that followed. Right. And the, my little hidden story here is that I had suffered from acrophobia for years. Oh, wow. A kind of severe case. Now, explain to our listeners what acrophobia is. It's, a, it's the fear of heights. Yeah. And definitely jumping out of a plane. Yeah, that's huge. Without a parachute, because your instructor has, has the, parachute. the parachute. Yeah. Uh, and you're connected to them. Yeah. And I think it, 
cured me. Yeah. Would you do it again? I did it again with you my did daughter. It. You've already done it again. Would you do it? Would you, Mark, would you do it again? Oh, God, yeah. Uh, you know what? It was the... You do this thing, and, and then you, you do the first minute. Then they pull the parachute. And, and, and because it, for me, it was, it was positively pedestrian. I don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, coming down a parachute is not like that. I mean, that's exciting. But relative to the free fall, it feels positively... But you're like, oh, it's all slowed down now. It's all like, oh, right, we're just floating down. But when you land, you are so jacked up with the adrenaline. It was exhilarating. And I absolutely was like, my God, tell me how to do this now. Please, I love this. And then life gets busy and, you know, you go into other stuff and it never happened. So would I do it again? Absolutely in a heartbeat. And I was saying actually to my dear friend over here tonight, um, maybe we should. <laughs> yeah. I, I <laughs> think back to Brush. Um, yeah. You had him, you, you had it in, in Go Back to Brush, right? We would, or there's a place in Longmont, but uh, I would prefer going back to Brush. Yeah, it's nostalgic. Nostalgia's good. When we come back after the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about Fatal Seductions with Lou and Mark. Be right back after this message. Consider joining the Denver Press Club, which offers a relaxing atmosphere of camaraderie and creativity and serves as the hub for Denver's media, public relations, and communications community. It's the nation's oldest press club, with the first organized meeting held in 1867 and with the club making its home at 1330 Glenarm Place since 1925. Please visit our website at denverpressclub.org to find out all the great things that are happening throughout the week, month, and year. We're open Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Come by and see us. And now we're back here at the Denver Press Club uh, talking about Fatal Seductions with Lou Kilzer and Mark Bowden. It is a wonderful read. It's Fatal Seductions. It is the second in the Sally Will series. In the book, um, Sally has a lot of, there's a lot of cast of characters in this book. And I also like the way you guys use current companies, AT&T, Verizon, Google. Um, you have all these you know, things that we do in an everyday life um, right now you have in your book. And you have a cast of characters in this thing. And, 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 you're, and I'm gonna, I'll ask Lou first. Lou, who is your favorite character, obviously, besides Sally? In this book, who's your favorite Who's your favorite person to write about? Or Kat write? Katya. Katya. The, yeah, the, oh, yeah. The, the, the evil one. The evil one. Yes, the anti-Sally. The anti-Sally. <laughs> Why do you like her so much? Uh, because she was not responsible for the evil that was in her. Uh, the Russian mob was. Yeah. And, and, and she never knew anything uh, about being other than what she was. And uh, I like her a lot because of that. There's another character who let, chose evil. Let me, let me ask you about Katya. Does she have that deep Russian <laughs> vixen accent? No, I want to crush you. I will do that. Is that her? No. <laughs> but I tell you, if Gemma Atherton is listening to this, um, we think she's you. So uh, get in touch. Call this number. Um, who who is what is what does she sound like? She Katya has the most amazing green eyes of anyone that's ever been born in the world. Mm -hmm. She's svelte, black-haired, of mixed race, a uh, little Oriental in her, some Russian Slav, some who knows what, maybe even some English, uh, maybe maybe Mariah, possible Mariah, possible Mariah. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> yeah. And 
and uh, she is just an interesting person. She speaks very good English. Um, and how evil is she? I mean, how mean is this woman? It's it's her profession. It's her yeah. It's <laughs> what it's she's what a fin she fatale. Fin fatale. She is a yeah, well. Yeah. I think we, and for we, you, who is, you remember who is your, I mean, if you like Katia, that's fine, but who else do you, I mean, well, who do you I, really I, I, like? I, I, you know, okay. What character for, do you really me, like? For me, in the first one, Fatal Redemption, um, Katia was my, uh, oh, Katia and DiCerno. I love Danny DiCerno. And there's definitely a little bit of me in him. Um, and uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so in fact, do you have a warm spot? Uh, yes, for Danny DiCerno. Read the book, find out what happens to him. He's like, what do you call it, Theo? Kill the kill the suspense, or whatever. So, but yes, beautiful character. Love that man. Um, in this, in uh, this one's Fatal Seductions, and I'm gonna, and I'm, I'm saying this because I honestly, God, believe it. So I came out the first one thinking Katya is the one that I, I you know, got enticing and everything else. This one is honestly Sally Will. Um, I go back to okay. this point about that we get um, closer to the characters. The characters become more real. So when we work with them, they sort of like they just they just do their own things. And in this one, for me. I, I've come out this way. I'm in love now with Sally Will. And before, I was basically, I was very attracted to Katya. Um, but um, she is, for all those reasons, and the probably next question is why, because she, yeah, she's on it. She's totally on it. But she has her flaws, she has her weaknesses, and she has her battles that she has to fight, like we all do every day when we get up and, you know, do our stuff. But she, she works through it, and, and she has her talents, and she... She's always after the truth. Think about Sally. She has a back, part of Sally's backstory is the relationship with her father and the influence of her father on her mindset. And part of that is that, you know, whatever you do, you know, you maintain your integrity and you, and you always focus on the truth. And, and then obviously this feeds into some of the story that goes, you know, on about, you know, obviously good investigative journalism. Um, but, but more than that, for Sally as a person, as an individual, uh, in this story, in this book, for me, she's more front and center. In the first one, uh, her and Lou, her boyfriend, Lou Elliott, they're, they're pretty much the team. Lou Elliott, uh, boyfriend, uh, mm -hmm. their team. But in this one, they're going to be a spoiler. There's a little friction between uh, Sally and Lou, and Sally is far more front and center, which is the way we wanted it, and the way we, when we discussed it, uh, when we were sort of mapping this one out and where the balances would be, uh, we decided this. And 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 I, for me, I think it. I think it works beautifully, uh, and uh, yeah, I've... so yeah, just sorry, I'm getting a little bit of, yeah, no, you're, so I'm it's, just it's, saying, so yeah, for me, yeah, uh, you love what you did, and you love what you wrote, there's nothing wrong with it, yeah, she's it, right, it, so it, Sally Well, that's, that's there's another person, that you, another character that you were going to mention, Lou, who else did you, besides, besides Katya, that I particularly like, well, uh, along with uh, Mark, I liked uh, Danny DiCerno, the mobster, oh yeah, um, uh, I liked the first book. Is he uh, funny? Is he funny? If you ever go to, to Magiano, I think he's hilarious. I mean, I think he's funny. But I mean, are, did you write him to be? I mean, yes. not cartoony, but I mean, very. I mean, he's very funny. He's very also real. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, I mean, he's a real mobster. I, 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 I have read. I went to Kansas City and read FBI tapes of secret uh, recordings of of gangsters. In their clubhouse, talking, and uh, I use that copiously. Mm -hmm. um, they actually talk like that. 
Oh no! They do talk like that, and and they do have those mannerisms too. Yeah. So you like you like the way he presents himself? How you wrote him that way? I wrote, I wrote him like that. Maybe he's a little too cartoonish, but there no. has to be some love. Some levity in the book. Let me return to something uh, that sure. Mark said. Mark said that he was uh, didn't know who he liked the most, but I found out, and the way I found out was. We were discussing the second book, and when you discuss the second book, you start out, well, who should we kill off? Yeah. <laughs> and that's the way it is. And, and, In every good plot, and, someone has to die. And I was thinking of killing off a Sally. No. <laughs> yes. And, and. Well, oh, that wouldn't. Mark, Mark was mortified. <laughs> like, Absolutely <what>? mortified. <laughs> and. And so when the cover appeared on the first Sally Will book, it had the uh, a line, a large line on the on the on the cover that said the first in the Sally Will series, <laughs> which which locked me in right. and made sure that, that, that uh, I would uh, not the, go the, off the reservation. The, the, you know what? There's more to that. And that's there's why the, the, the second. The, 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 no, but there's more to that. Let's talk more about that. There's yeah. big more points behind that. So yes, as Lou says. Yeah, you had to keep alive. Like, yeah, we were. <laughs> he kind of, he kind of forced you to. Said it's a Sally Will series, <laughs> but it was it was more than that. It was it was that um, you know you read around the genre and there's all our heroes in our genre: uh, Patterson, Kessler, Sanford, Child, on and on and on. Um, and you know, largely it's a male that's the the the, the hero. I mean, yeah, you know, and and. The lead character, and and my my perspective was that, you know, there's a lot of that, and and the fact that we have Sally, who is our hero, our heroine, she is our lead character, and I think she's I think it's a more interesting read because of that, you know, there's lots of guys around, there's lots of action. It's not that you know this is not a this is an everyone read, but um, I feel it's more interesting uh, because we have this wonderfully strong female lead he will take on the bad girls including our lovely Katya uh, lovely is maybe not the right yeah I wouldn't for say Katya, lovely for at all Although, kind well, of mean well again read the prologue for the second one you'll see <laughs> how you feel about that um, but uh, but, uh, but she is strong and she is willful and she is determined and she will walk through brick walls and then and all the time doing these things and she is also her profession. She's truly. She is a superb investigative journalist. And uh, for journalists out there, that, if any journalists are listening, I would recommend a good read. It's um, you would, recognize would, you'll recognize the challenges that Sally faces. Would so. you be friends with Sally if you met her? God, yeah. I. You know what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I. In this one, I've come to fall in love with her. Am I getting a bit soft now? Yeah. No, it's all right. Yeah. Because Lou says he feels protected about it. We talk about this. When we meet in Costa Rica... It's Lou's like Lou's daughter, Lou's, right? well, it's, it, it, that We've had this conversation. <laughs> I'm protected. Don't funny, sleep with my daughter. Funny you say that. When Don't Lou's sleep been with my living, daughter, Mark. Lou's been living in Costa Rica. There's a bit of Costa Rica that features in this one, too. And um, there's a lot of internationals. Well, so he was, the, he, Lou the, was there for 18 that's what months. So yeah. Lou's out there. So when we meet, and we're, yeah, well, I go to Costa Rica, and we sit down, and we, and we, you know, we talk about the book, and we write, and we work stuff out and everything else. And... Um, and we were talking about Sally this time, and we were having this conversation. And, uh, and Lou saying, it was late in the night, you know, and we beautifully philosophical, but all around the book in this case. And so was, Lou was saying, like, I feel so protective. 
And I've got to say, I was like, you are listening to uh, live. You are listening to live from the Denver Press Club. The topic of conversation. I'm your host, Rob Scoggins, and we are here with uh, double Pulitzer Prize winner Lou Kilzer and also Mark Bowden, international businessman, who uh, together wrote the second series, uh, the second in the Sally Will series, Fatal Seduction. You can get that on Amazon.com, and you can also get it right here in Denver, Colorado, at the Tattered Cover and all over uh, uh, the World Wide Web in digital. Uh, a digital download uh, on Amazon.com as well. Uh, Lou, did you? It's funny because you are protective of Sally. You love Sally. Would you be friends with her too? Or yes. Uh, um, I, but but maybe not in the way that Mark would be. Friends. <laughs> yeah, Mark. Mark would be bedroom. Yeah, it's the seductions in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Here, have a have a Stella. I I, yeah. I would like to be. There's an editor in here who mentors Sally. His okay. name is Mel. Mel, yeah. Uh, that would be my role. Although I don't look anything like Mel. No. Mel is bald and black. Right. And uh, and you have hair in your white guy. I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! But let's talk Matter about fact, both of you guys are white. But so. can we talk about Mel? Because yeah, Mel let's talk is a little a, about Mel. No, Mel. Mel is a fascinating character. So Mel has an interesting Mel, the mentor, as I call Mel him. Mel Campbell. He's yeah. the, he's the, he's the editor. So Mel has had a, a, a tough upbringing. He was, you know, he worked on the wrong side of the tracks for a while, and uh, then he's moved into the profession and he's gone up the ranks, and now he sits there as someone that has a very worldly wise view. Uh, of, 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 of the way of the world. And, and when it comes to his um, approach to being an editor, he is of old school. And obviously, Looney's talked to this because he is the journalist, but, but he is old school. So he, he will focus on the story and he will push away the political correctness and he will probably push away his proprietor and say, actually, you know, this is, this is the thing. So he gives Sally uh, a bit more free reign. There's a lovely little backstory, which you talk about in the first one when Sally actually gets her job in the first place. Um, but, oh no, Mel Campbell, I would say for me, is one of our heroes. Is the Chicago um, Tribune, is that one of the highest papers? Is that why she's there? Oh, uh, Lou, you need to... Why, why is she Chicago? Uh, well, it's one of the top papers, and it did used to have a correspondent in Denver. Okay. So I took a little fictional license, yeah. because they're, they have withdrawn like mad from, from their bureaus. But uh, it would be a. She could. She's in her twenties. Sally is. Sure. And uh, the Chicago Tribune is uh, one of the top five or ten newspapers in the country. Sure. And she has a correspondence job, which is extremely rare. So that is a top national position for someone like her. I thought Lou was you, because you're Lou and he's Lou. No. And I thought I, I I know how that could con confuse I mean, I you. Not, I know physically, and it's and it's not. No, no, you. that was me. That was me. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah the FBI guy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just no, kidding. But it's you know I can because I can he was a that. journalist. He was the he was the editor in chief. You've done stuff like no, that. No, 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 Mel. No, no. You talk about this. Sorry, okay, characters, characters. So yeah. we've got Mel Campbell. Oh, Mel, 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 Mel. Sorry, right, Mel. right, right. So Lou so Elliott, the one you're thinking is Lou well, is well, Sally's boyfriend. Sorry, not Lou boyfriend. You were Lou boyfriend. Mel. I wasn't. I thought you were Mel. Yeah, you were Lou. You are Lou, and you're a male. Well, if uh, your well, we'll listeners are not totally confused <laughs> now, uh, I will say there's some truth to that. Okay. 
So Mel is the chief editor in chief. Yes. And Lou is the boyfriend, which mm-hmm. I knew. That's yeah. true. Okay. So is that said, are you are you Mel? I mean, are, is there I, a lot of Mel in you? As I say, you each character mm-hmm. has a part of you in it or in the character, um, and that I think that's unavoidable. Um, at least it is for me. Did so, you write a lot as a youth? Were you a teenager who wrote a lot? Were you in the school newspaper? Were you that guy? No, no. What type of teenager were you? What type of high schooler were you? I was in a public high school in Wyoming, and my uh, forte was debate. Hmm. Um, I was state debate champion twice, uh, and that's what I concentrated on. And uh, I never dreamt of going into journalism <laughs> at, 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 at school, at college. Hmm. I didn't work for the for the Yaley Daily mm-hmm. News. It was the furthest thing from my mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. But most professors said I could write and that I wrote well. Uh, and so I thought I would come back to Colorado and get a job with the Post for the News, and you know, see, see what life was about. This huh. was a long time ago when kids didn't have everything spelled out. And of course, those two newspapers laughed me out of their newsroom, <laughs> and and. I discovered uh, an old and dying um, publisher in Fort Collins who had a small, failing newspaper that no one wanted to work for because he couldn't pay hardly anything, and he made me editor. You won, two, you won two Pulitzer Prizes. Yes. What was the first year you won one? 1986. And the second one? 1990. What was the 86 about? It was about the missing children's movement uh, that was consuming the country at the time with all sorts of uh, false numbers about the number and the extent of the problem. And we, Diana Griego and I, uh, poked a hole in those numbers, statistics, and also talked to people. People in Denver were lining their kids up around Safeway stores to get their kids fingerprinted so that their bodies could be identified when they were found. Hmm. Uh, that's how uh, wretchedly terrified the country was. Now, what year was that again? Uh, 86. 86. Is when the prize was awarded. Um, and uh, But all that was going on in the 80s. It was going on then. And, and, the, and that won the Pulitzer for Public Service, which is the top one uh, gold medal. Um, and then in 1990... Uh, I was in Minnesota and discovered that uh, top members, including the chief of the fire department, were profiting from the arson industry. Mm-hmm. And that won the Pulitzer for investigative reporting. Wow. There you go. Two huge different sides of the coin. Yeah, one was you local, one was very local, and one was very national. Mark, what type of teenager were you? I was... Um... I was I was in a I was a I was I was I was a loner, but I was, my outlet was acting. So for me, as a child growing up, I was moderately academic. Um, I went to an okay school, a nice school, it's a nice school, but it was an okay school. Um, and uh, my outlet was acting. So did you I, like Shakespeare or comedy? What were your Shakespeare? Do you want some Shakespeare? A little bit, sure, go for it. 
Remember since last we were sat upon a promontory and heard a mermaid in a dolphin's back uttering such sweet and harmonious breath that the rude sea grew silvered her song. I could see, though thou could not, flying between the cold men and the earth, Cupid. A certain aim he takes from his fiery bow. Hmm. I remember pause there. There's um, nothing better than an English no, accent with Shakespeare. Well, I, you I tell you Can you share with our listeners what that was from, please? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this is Oberon talking to Puck in Midsummer Night's Dream, where Titania, is, they've had a tiff. They're king and queen of the fairies. This is a play within a play. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this, this is a big fight over a, a changing child, as they do in the forest. Mm-hmm. It's all this magical world. Anyway, so, um, and, and so um, Oberon says to Puck, his little helper, he says this, and he says, anyway, for smart, let me just get to the back end. It's actually quite a nice little piece. It's only another 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Smartly loosed his love shaft from his, bow, from his bow as if to pierce 100,000 hearts. Yet I would see Cupid's fiery shaft quenched upon the chaste beams of watery moon. And the imperial voltress passes by in maiden meditation, fancy-free. Yet marked I where the bolt of Cupid fell, fell upon a small western flower, once milk-white, but now purple with love's wound. Go fetch me that herb, the flower I showed thee once. For the juice of it, when upon sleeping eyelids lain, will make man or woman madly dote upon the next life thing they see. Go fetch me that herb, as a Leviathan can swim me. And so wow. he gets. You remember the, all that. That's he gets the, amazing. Oh. Very nicely done. And, and it's a nice thing. So I, and I can, it's not often I, we get Shakespeare on the show. Well, you know what? It's a nice thing, a little bit of Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah. And uh, anyway, so but, but, but the point, I can do a link. I can yeah. do a link. Do you want to do a link? So, yeah. So yeah. Do the link. This is um, this, what he's doing. He's sending her off. To get this thing, because when Titania, you know, puts this thing, she'll wake up and fall in love with the first person she sees, which obviously is Bottom, you know, the guy with the donkey. So um, you take a person and uh, you do that and you say, I will, you know, this is what, when you wake up almost, this is what you will see as your reality and what feels good. Now, there's a thing that everybody's wearing on their T-shirts tonight. What does it say on your T-shirt there? Some, you can read it in British accent. You say, some choose it. And some are chosen by it. Now, I don't want to give, I don't want to really say what that is, but it, we've talked about this is a very, this is a page turner. It's a great read, which it is. It's beautifully colorful and it's exciting and it's fun. But it does have some deeper levels to it. And this, for us, and Lou and I talked about this at length, um, this is, for us, probably the sentence of the book. And it relates to the heart of the book and to the heart of the characters we've talked about. And so my little point from there, from Shakespeare, beautiful Shakespeare, um, uh, the love juice on the eye, there's a little bit of that in there. Um, not in the obvious way, as uh, our friend Billy Shakespeare wrote about it, but um, in here. Anyway, so there is a link there, and it's, uh, it's interesting. Lou, what is your favorite chapter in Fatal Seductions? Well, actually, I like actually I like the last one, okay. um, which is just rewards. Yeah, it's um, with Sally and and Katya mm-hmm. together. Yes, at a campfire, and then later, 
What a well, great, I won't, what a great I, won't, I won't give no, it away. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't, yeah, don't, I won't give it away. There you go. But, but yes. But it's an epilogue. Uh, so it, it, it impinges not on the central plot, but I like it. I also like the, uh, the um, prologue, and I'm going to expose her now. I love your prologue. The, the prologue... What are you going to expose? My wife. <laughs> what are you going to expose? Oh, over there, Liz, Liz yeah. who was the editor of the book. Liz can't hear me, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, there she goes. But, oh, she's coming back the corner. But, ah, yes. but she read the prologue and thought it wasn't hot enough. Ooh, ooh la la. And I have a friend who's a writer and said, holy hell. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then... I went to, to Liz and said, how would you heat it up? And, and she put her fingers to the keyboard. keyboard the keyboard. I just mm -hmm. want to say that. And heated it up. Spiced it up a little bit. Yeah. With some experiment with ice. Okay. Yes. And uh, <laughs> it's, a hot, it's a hot prologue. To be so, uh, so I blame her if anyone <laughs> yes, is offended. Yes. There you go. Yes. It's her fault. Over there. Over but there. She... she she actually, yeah. we, we, we have so a So the system. alpha and omega, you like the beginning and the end. That's what uh, yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. But you were saying something about Liz. She I, I was saying that we would work next to each other on this little table in our uh, uh, home in Costa Rica. I would write, and because we were using a special program of Word, she would get it immediately, and even as I was writing, would be able to edit it. Mm -hmm. So we were writing and editing at the same time. Uh, an undeclared hero of the book. Right there. Yes. And they're all here tonight. The editor, the, the editor, uh, the, the, the lady who was the editor was Liz, uh, Lou's uh, um, wife. And of course, um, where's the young lady who did the cover art? She's gone now? No, she's still here. She's still here. Okay. Sophie, where are Sophie. you? Sophie, she's around here somewhere. So we have all, all different facets of the book here tonight. Um, Mark, your yes. favorite chapter. I gotta say, hello, darling. We just we were just recognizing we're just, wonderful people, so we're recognizing you, <laughs> Sophie, with the cover cover art of both books. Oh, she does a lot more than the cover and art, and I'm sure that's she does a lot more than the cover art. Part of our portfolio, and she'll do the yeah. third one too. Oh, your, yes. your favorite chapter. You know, I don't have a necessarily a favorite chapter. I um I I love the things that we kind of explore and tackle in this. Obviously, there's good against bad, and there's good people against bad people. That's only really the top level. I love, so what do I love? I love Sally's battle in this. I love Sattler's battle in this. And I love the fact that she's actually more front and center in this one. Uh, Lou, I don't want to give anything away, but there's a little tension between Sally mm -hmm. and Lou in this one. And she, I, for me, she, she finds herself and her strength in this one. Um, and so that, so I'm going to go to themes, not chapters. Okay. So that's one of my themes. I, but, but, but the last two chapters make me laugh. <laughs> there's this, if you yeah. look with Katya, there's a scene where she, we have a chat that we have to be a bit, we have a chat. Cut him we, off. We <laughs> have a, like, I don't really, I, just, I, can't, I get that a lot, no, by the way. No. It won't be the first time, cut him off. But we, there's a scene with Katya and a magazine and the guy that's the plant, you know, the, that, read that. That's a very funny scene. So yes, in fact, sorry, I do have a chapter. That chapter, I can't remember what it's called, but there's a chapter. Just look out for Catcher, uh, and a scene where uh, she's flicking through a magazine and she's confronting someone who she's about to scare, rigid, 
Uh, that's a very funny chapter. <laughs> so yeah. my, my laughter one, yeah, is that one. Those are yeah. Well, I can't thank you both enough for being here. Are you guys ready for Rob's Fast Five questions? Yes. yes. I don't know. Well, we're going to find out, right? No. Uh. <laughs> when, um, when you thought about doing this together, um, was, it this was it this type of theme? Was it, a, was it this type of theme that you thought about? What was the first theme that came to mind when you guys first came together at the press club? Uh, back in the 90s and started talking about, hey, let's write a book. Mark? No, it wasn't. I know what you've done with your questions here. He's a clever man. We chatted earlier. No, the bit of the backstory about this, when Lou and I met, no, we've done that, we met, we met over back here and there's lots of adventures, but no, when Lou turned around to me, do you want the, this is a short answer or a long answer? Short. Okay. So, um, <laughs> Lou said to me in the club, we're in the center club right now, he said, let's write a book together. I was like, Lou, I mean, love you, darling, but why, why, why me? I mean, you've got like, you're surrounded by journalists and steam right over. He's like, no, it'd be fine, it'd be fine. Anyways, we'll get through that. And then I said, he said, I said what's the book you want to write? He says, let's write a J book. <laughs> a J book. I thought I was not in place for this job anyway. Joke book. I just, I, 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 do, I mean, I love satire, but I don't do jokes. Anyway, so we took him up, the, we went up the mountain, and we had some friends at a house at the mountain, a nice pool table and whatever, and we were playing shooting some pool up a mountain overlooking Denver. And by the end of the pool game, I talked him out of us writing, writing a, play, a joke book. <laughs> and then, and do you anyway, remember it differently? So then, no, well, that were maybe perceptions on the same thing. But, and I, and I, think, I think my memory is that then we got into the screenplay, and that's when we wrote the screenplay that Lou talked about earlier. And, yeah, but sorry, so Lou, how, do, how do you remember it? Well, that was not a short answer, Mark. Uh, <laughs> I have a problem. I'm an expressive. <laughs> no, I, I had a friend that said that uh, if I was ever desperate, which I am, uh, to, 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 sell, to sell a book that people will buy as they're leaving the grocery store, he gave me the title. Get a British guy to go off. It was, no. <laughs> He gave me the title, How to Remember Jokes. No. Oh, no, oh, no. Okay. Yes. Sorry. It right. would sell a million and no one steal that idea. That's, there you go. That's my insurance policy. Oh, there you go. Question, that's the fullback position. <laughs> question number two, if this was ever to be put into a screenplay yes. or for television, yes. in, in, or you know, BBC One, BBC Two, or, yes. or our CBS in our, in our country here yes. in the United States, who would you want to play... Sally Will. Lou, who would you want to play Sally Will? I, I, I'm terrible at pop, popular culture. Sandra uh, Bullock? You know, any... No, 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 no. The, the, the Earl lady. Oh, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence would yeah. be wonderful. Oh, yeah. she would be. Oh, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence or Amanda Siegfried, we'd like you to sit down, the two of you. We've sent you both books, by the way. We have sent books to Amanda Siegfried, of this one, yeah. in a lovely black box. Yeah. To, well, we've got, we've got, we've got anyway, so they're agents fill people, in, fill people in on who she is, so. What? Who? What? You, we know who, most people know who Jennifer Lawrence is, but the other... You know, Amanda Siegfried is a wonderful actress who started with some light films, what we've got have known, and she's done some very edgy stuff as well. So I've, I've, what, I've watched some of I do like watching movies, and Amanda Siegfried um, can play light and fluffy, which she did. Mamma Mia, she's the girl in Mamma Mia, the right. film with Mamma Mia. Uh, and after that film, she did made some other films, and she is very powerful, and she has a beautifully expressive face, and her eyes are just stunning. And, and anyway, so for me, when I think about Sally, 
I do have this. I, I see my anyway. So I think I'm pretty sure we have to. We've sent them both books. So we would like. Yes, have so a chat. Let's Jennifer chat. Jennifer Lawrence and, and Amanda Seyfried. Amanda yeah. Same. You want Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I no, 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 I'm in a. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. No, no, you're fine. Yes, yes. And that's it. Those are it. Yeah. When um, which which one are you, Lou? Which one of your favorite places on Earth? I mean, obviously you've spent 18 months in Costa Rica. You love, and that's what. Helps you write the book, but is there any other place you love? Yes, the Bridger Wilderness in Wyoming. Where is it? It's close to Jackson Hole, close to the Tetons. It's called the Bridger Wilderness. My wife and I used to hike in to there. It takes a double couple days to get in, and it is absolutely magnificent. It cannot be topped. And the name of it again? The Bridger Wilderness. The Bridger Wilderness. Yes. Okay. And for, for Mark, you? I'll preface it. Uh, my my vacation, my recreational thing is scuba diving. I'm a keen love, lover of scuba diving. Galapagos Islands. That's my favorite place because I, you know, some other place. But yes, the Galapagos Islands and precisely Darwin Island, uh, up north from from the main cluster of islands, because there you see whale shark and hammerhead shark, and that is a beautiful environment to dive in. So that yeah, it's one of my probably my favorite place. In the Mark, world. when you're writing, mm. when you were writing this book, mm. what were you drinking during your? Writing? Oh well, uh, I'm a simple drinker. So, lager, uh, beer over here, I think, called beer over here, lager. When we wrote the first one, mm -hmm. uh, the Fatal Redemption one, Fatal Redemption. Pretty sure it's vodka and orange. I was okay. on a lot of vodka. Lou and I screwdrivers. Have, Lou, yeah, Lou and I have a shared love of vodka. So, when we actually are together, when we get together well, in Costa Rica. Vodka is our go-to drink. Okay. So well, I'm good with vodka, but I'm generally a beer Do you beer have a certain beer man. that you were drinking when you were writing it? Do you know, I like, uh, if I, no, not particularly. I'm pretty unsophisticated like that. I, mm -hmm. I, um, Stella, I'm, I'm good. I've got Stella in my hand right Stella. now, if that's appropriate to say. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and uh, I'm, yeah, Stella. I like, Stella's good. And Lou, when you were writing, when you were writing the book, what were you drinking? Well, uh, Mark remembers it somewhat wrong. <laughs> He's done that a lot tonight. But, oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, the aging process, it's so tough. What, what, what we would do in Costa Rica is we would go to a city named Hako on oh, the yes. beach. Hako. And uh, with vodka on the side, we would get in the pool yeah, yeah. and stay there for two hours yeah. and talk about characters. There would. Until... Until uh, uh, we run out of vodka, is that actually the answer? Uh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. So I think it was, I, I used to think I thought of the quote, but someone has told me that it was Hemingway. But at any rate, the quote is, write, drunk, edit, sober. sober. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, that's, I love this, it. This is old school stuff. You, you've it, got to remember the edit sober exactly, part of so it. Exactly. You know what? <laughs> with this club, we're in the Denver Press Club right now, which is a beautiful club. It's, it's the longest continual operating club, I think, in America. It's the oldest club. In, it's the oldest press yeah. club in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. And when we were writing this first one, um, the, the, it was, the configuration was slightly different. Um, it's very fancy and lovely now. The old days is a bit more hardcore, a bit rougher, mm -hmm. long bar. And uh, yes, there... Uh, yes, there's a lot of uh, vodka, vodka, lots of vodka there. Lots of vodka. I don't While know, you're writing, lots of vodka. Lou, um, yes. what makes you smile? Well, it's hard to smile these days. I, I like to smile when the Broncos win. Yeah. Um, and I like to smile when Lizzie smiles, which she's doing now, she's and I'm smiling. Right now. You so, are smiling. So you're both there, smiling. There, there it is. It's been a good fun. Um, 
and I love to write. That's so writing what, makes you smile? Yeah, well, I don't know if I smile when I'm writing, but I, when I like the characters, I mean, I really like to create characters. That's fun. That makes me happy. Um, and I guess if you're happy, you're smiling. You're smiling, yeah. Yeah. Mark, what makes you smile? I, I, when things work, makes me smile. You know, and what does that mean? That's a broad framework, but like, yeah, whatever. People working. I did. I, I, yeah, so people make me fine. I, I, people that I love, that I'm with, when I'm with them, I saw a place, I'm with a little name checking here. Gretchen Bunn, she's not here, she's had to leave, but I haven't seen Gretchen for 10 years, but she was a big part of my life when I was here. And when I see her, that makes me smile. So people that I love make me smile. People that are funny make me smile. And when things are good, because I think, you know, things get awfully uncomplicated unnecessarily. So when people just crack on, do a good job and get on with it, and enjoy doing it, that makes me smile a lot. And when Lou smiles, that makes me smile. He can be a little bit grumpy on occasion. When he's not grumpy, he's gorgeous. Lou. He's a lovely man. You're both going to have to answer this, but I'm going to get Lou to, Lou to answer it first. Some choose it. <gasps> Can't give that away. Some are have chosen to by it. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. No, no, no. Some choose it. Some are chosen by it. What yeah. does that mean to you? <laughs> it means what it meant in the book. Exactly, no, I'm with Lou. No, yes, no, Lou, exactly. No, I'm with my friend, on, my partner. Come on. No, that's it. That's it. Is that what the it art, is? You have to read the book. So you have to read the book. You have to read there the book to answer that question. There you go, folks. Rob's asking that because we've got people with t -shirts. Some choose it and some read the book, are chosen see by it. See if you agree. You need to read the book and, and yes. they will, they, that's the fifth question. They won't answer it because you need to read the book. Exactly. And it is a wonderful read. It, you, need, you need to first uh, buy... Uh, fatal uh, Redemption, and then get Fatal Seductions uh, by Lou Kilzer and Mark Boyden. It is a wonderful read. You can get it on Amazon.com right now. If you're here in Denver, Colorado, you can get it at the Tattered Cover, and also you can get it on digital download from Amazon.com as well. It is a wonderful read. It is a simple read, and you can get it by right here at the Press Club uh, during the holiday season. You can come right here at the Press Club uh, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, and come on in and buy it right here at the press club, and they're going to leave some, I believe they're going to leave some signed um, by the authors at the press club so you can buy them uh, signed as well. So that's wonderful stuff. I cannot thank you both enough for being on the show. P double Pulitzer Prize winner uh, uh, Lou Kilzer and, of course, international businessman and author um, uh, Mike, oh, I just called you Mike, Mark Boyden. Uh, thank you both so much for being here and, being, uh, and, and bringing more life and, and more privilege to the press club uh, tonight on the opening of your book. And um, so privileged to have you here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hope yes, you thank, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Of course, I couldn't do the show without my incredible crew and staff. They are outstanding. They keep the show going. They keep me up and going. They keep themselves up and going. And we just do it week in and week out every Wednesday night here at the Press Club. I want to thank Will, my director, producer, and great chief editor. He just does an outstanding job. I hope you like what you listen to. My IT director, he does a lot of editing as well with Will. Matt, and of course Chantel, who does a lot of our uh, marketing work for us. Mancho from Cameroon, who does all our AV stuff for YouTube. And of course, our wonderful executive producer, Mariah Weiss, who keeps us all tame and, and together as a unit. And uh, we cannot do this without the Denver Press Club either. The Denver Press Club hosts us every week. I'm a proud member and uh, very happy that we are here every Wednesday. And I want to thank the staff. Carmen, the general manager. Bruce Goldberg, the president of the club. And of course, the staff here, Mark and Will, uh, the best bartenders and cooks around. So if you are in the Denver metro area, come by and see us on Wednesdays. We'd love to see you. With season two, I just wanted to say, 
Listen, talk, love, and wake up with a purpose every day to do something good. And you just might be right down here with us in downtown Denver at the Denver Press Club as our topic of conversation. Thank you and good night.